Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light for the fans on Game Day. KSEFMHD1 Profield Denver Boulder. Hey, it's Andy Lindahl. You've got Denver Sports Talk on the station where you get it all. This is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Here's Nate Crackman and Andy Lindahl. We check in with the voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson, at 520, previewing the TCU matchup here on Saturday. Buffs getting ready to blow out of town and head down to Fort Worth to take on those Horn Frogs. CU is a 20-and-a-half-point dog in this game. Can they stun the world and upset last year's national runner-up? We'll be talking to Mark Johnson all about that coming up at 520. But right now... We have football news for you, and we have we have more practice squad news, more player transaction news than you can shake a stick at. And I don't even know why you're shaking a stick. Go ahead, Mark. You can, you can shake a stick at this as I turn my mic on. Uh, the High Five is brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. And the Broncos filled out their practice squad today. They brought back Ben DiNucci, the quarterback who cleared waivers. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, the wide receiver, another notable name who uh, they waived. He cleared waivers. He's back on the practice squad. Sean Payton hinting today that they cut guys who they felt pretty confident would clear waivers and they would re-add to the practice squad. They did not make any waiver claims themselves, although they did uh, sign wide receiver Philip Dorsett. Uh, here is Sean Payne today on not making any waiver claims. We didn't make a claim. Um, we did stay late. Um, 2 a.m.? And uh, But um, we were pleased with, with some of the additions and things we were able to do. All right. That was it. There it that is. That was it. All right. There okay. it is. There it is. All right. No, no claims. Um, but today, yes, Philip Dorsett and David Sills walked in the door. Philip Dorsett, former Colts and Patriots guy. David Sills, former Giants guy. I, I laughed. I tweeted about this earlier today. And it's it, it didn't do huge numbers, but it shouldn't have done. Okay? <laughs> I just, I find it the last two days, okay? We NFL reporters, every single one of them, from from Shef, from Schefter at the top all the way down to the to the local blogger, they can't stop tweeting about the Broncos have released this undrafted free agent. The Broncos have invited this undrafted free agent back to the practice squad. Like the amount of 
mental energy that was putting in, put into reporting what's going on with everybody's practice squad. It's unbelievable the amount of information that is that is out there. We followed it closely right here on this show. We have spent so much mental capital just paying attention to what has happened to guys. Where, yeah. Where are these guys? Yeah, you and I laugh about this every year because it's what we have to do. It's what the people want to know about. We remember yet, some guys all the time on this show. The the LA Angels, they just cut a bunch of guys. Pretty good guys. Yeah. But, um, no, but if these guys are playing, you're in trouble. If Ben DiNucci is playing snaps of matter, things have gone horribly wrong for this year. You know what I mean? You're telling me if Philip Dorsett is a number two target in any game for Russell Wilson, it might not be yeah. a good matchup for the Broncos. If Art Green, who's back, and I'm just happy his name's Art. Art. If he's playing some corner, I hope it's not against, you know, Devontae Adams. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. So anyway, you're right. We, we hand ring and we freak out about guys that, if you're playing, mm-hmm. all your top guys are hurt. By the way, Mike Kliss, speaking of it, has come up with another one. We get another addition. We got news on guys? To another guy signing to the practice squad. His name is tight end Lucas Kroll. Remember the movie Kroll? That's how he spells it, with a K. Cool. He's 6'6", <laughs> 260, a former saint, but not a Sean Payton saint. I almost busted into an art draft, but we don't need to do that. Haven't we done that? Have we? Dude. Is there a name we uh, haven't yeah. drafted yet? Yes. After Art Monk and Art Garfunkel, I'm struggling with arts after that one. Bryles. Ah, there you go. Good call right there. Old Art Bryles. <laughs> exactly. Who else is an art? <laughs> Keep them coming. The Art Ross trophy. Okay. That's that. That's one. Art of War. Whoa. Sun Tzu. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else are we talking about? That's the Broncos uh, practice squad. Yeah, Either yeah. way. Uh, the Rams signed former Broncos kicker Brett Maher today. Uh, this comes uh, a day after the Broncos traded for Will Lutz, the former Saints kicker, who was pretty good for the Saints until he missed the 2021 season with a core muscle injury that required surgery. He returned last season, was just okay. Uh, and then he just lost a kicking competition to undrafted rookie kicker Blake Group out of Notre Dame. Uh, and Will Lutz talked to the media here in Denver today, and he was asked about that kicking competition with Blake Group. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I tried not to focus on it too much. We had a talented kid down in New Orleans, and I got to give, give him credit. He did a great job. Um, felt like I had a great camp, um, but you know when you when you don't play a year and then you have a down year, you put the decision in someone else's hands, and that's the worst thing about this industry is you want to be able to control your own your own destiny. And you know when you have a down year, that's just kind of how it works. So I put the decision in their hands, and you know it didn't go my way, but you know I get a fresh start. There's a silver lining to everything. I'm, I'm super excited to be here, and um, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say this was one of my spots I was hoping I'd land and kept an eye on it all year. And I'll say this, I thought Brett Maher did a great job. I think the world of Brett, um, he was in New Orleans when when I was injured. So he just signed with the Rams. I'm happy to see that. And um, I hope he does huge things for them. Andy, is this the stop? <laughs> hey, cool, Carl. <laughs> of the... <laughs> is that... 
Cool, Carl. I'm sorry. I'm glad he's glad for everybody. Hey, I'm glad that kid won. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad Myra got a job. Glad we're all working. Is this the end of the kicker carousel for the Broncos this year? We'll see. I don't know. You just got done telling me he had the lowest field goal percentage of all three guys we talked about yesterday. McManus and Maher included. He did. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was it. And I also didn't really factor in that the guy kicked 74% field goals while in a dome. Ain't a dome here. No dome. Maybe altitude. We are outdoors. But there's no dome. Yes, there will be some conditions. No dome in Kansas City either. That you will occasionally have to play in. A lot of art vandalays coming in on the text line. I also like shout out to the texture because it's too far gone that said King Art. (laughs) Someone else also gave us Art Lekkonen. Heard of him. (laughs) Arturi Lekkonen, heard of him. Yeah, it's just art. We've heard of him. So anyway. Art Fonzarelli. (laughs) Yeah. Got a lot of those coming in. Glad you're all as messed up as we are. (laughs) Golden Girl star B. Art. Good old B. Art. (laughs) High five. Uh, Jonathan Taylor remains with the Colts and still on the pop him as the first four weeks of the season for Indianapolis. Uh, we know the Dolphins were in on trade talks with the Colts. Uh, there was a mystery team, apparently, and Stephen Holder of ESPN today revealing that mystery team was the Green Bay Packers. And as far as the Dolphins go, uh, one trade offer that Indianapolis had for Miami was to acquire Jalen Waddle for Jonathan Taylor. So Miami, when they called about Taylor, we talked about how the Dolphins made sense. They said, sure, give us Jalen Waddle." to which the Dolphins said, I, I think, think they it, just hung the phone I up. think we have a bad connection. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said what you now? You said who? Yeah. It, th- this whole <laughs> thing. Was that Ursay on the line? Here's who I want. <laughs> this whole thing was so weird. It's still weird. It still continues. He's on the. To be weird. Adam Schefter said yesterday, if they can make a trade, Taylor is ready to go. He's ready to play. The ankle's not a deal. Yeah. They're just messing with each other. Yeah. And the Colts are like, fine, you want to come back here? Sit out for a game. What? He has to miss four games? You're starting a rookie QB. Why would you not let him be available for you? They probably shouldn't be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. They just used a number four overall pick on a quarterback. Yeah. They should probably try and develop that kid. I would think you'd want to give Anthony Richardson a great chance at a great running game by, it just, I don't know, man. It's, uh, hey, him with the Packers now, that could have been, thank goodness for the Broncos, that didn't happen. How about that? Because that's one of the more winnable games on the home schedule. The Packers are, are really good at almost getting guys. It's one of their specialties. <laughs> they almost got him. <laughs> <laughs> they were right there, and then it just didn't happen. Ah, it's kind of like the Nuggets used to be before Jokic came into our life. The, nu- the Nuggets were always just they were right there, man. Oh, we almost got Dwayne Wade. Oh, ah, we- Kobe came to town and talked to you. Ah, we almost got Blake Griffin. Well, LeBron oh. James said he'd take a meeting with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then didn't. Now, we, we don't have those problems anymore. High five. I uh, got some Chiefs stuff for you. Uh, first off, their GM, Brett Veach, remains hopeful. That defensive tackle Chris Jones's new deal will get completed before their season opener, uh, the Thursday night opener at home against the Lions. How and- does a general manager say that, by the way? Because you he's- are in control. No, he knows. I'm not giving him the money that he wants, it's so I hope your he wants to make some money. Determination as to whether or not this happens. But sure, remain hopeful, guy. 
I don't think Chris Jones is showing up. No, he's not. He's pretty much said, I will sit out eight games. If you if you would have asked me a week ago, I'd have said there's no planet Chris Jones doesn't show up. Right now, it ain't looking so good. Also, uh, their running back, Isaiah Pacheco, went on the All Things Covered podcast, the CBS Sports podcast, and he was asked to name his top five running backs of all time. Let's hear who he's got. When you talk about the top five running backs that you've ever seen, this is your list. Who is in your top five? My list, growing up. I ain't watched football that much, but I know that I watch highlights. Mm-hmm. And Barry Sanders was on my highlights. Mm-hmm. AP was on my highlights. Mm-hmm. Damian Thomason. Three. And then I'm going to get a little bit into this air. Saquon Barkley. Ooh. Yeah. Then. Got one more. Myself. Oh, hey. Okay. Hey, if you don't believe in yourself, who does? Okay. Hey, that's fine. You also <laughs> said you don't watch football, so maybe you ought to go watch some of your tape back. I don't know. He's a good player. I he don't was, mean to knock him. It just is. He was rolling at the start. He was. Barry Sanders, strong start. Adrian Peterson, excellent follow-up. LaDainian Tomlinson, tough to argue with that. No, then, he, he, then he went Saquon, which. Fine enough. Pretty good in college. Um, and then he went with myself. Myself, because I don't remember any other highlights. <laughs> Is it because he he just gave the four that he could remember, and then he's like, who's another running he back? He literally said in there, I am. that's who popped into my highlights. <laughs> okay. That's weird, but that's what they do, right? Watches his own highlights a lot? No, just watches highlights. Kids aren't consuming this thing. It's part of the reason why Nickelodeon has a game. Kids these days, Kids. man. Kids these days. Matt, Matthew Stafford would not like having him on his team. High five. And finally, uh, the Patriots waived Bailey Zappi Uh-oh. yesterday, but he cleared waivers and he will return much like Ben DiNucci with the Broncos. Bailey Zappi will be the Patriots practice squad quarterback. But what's interesting is uh, the Patriots only have one quarterback on their 53-man roster. It is Mac Jones. There is a presumption, though, they will add a veteran to be Mac Jones's backup. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Tom Brady? Tom Brady back with the Patriots? Doesn't feel likely. <laughs> to be Mac Jones's backup? <laughs> well, he wouldn't be the backup. Uh, they really do. I'm looking at their depth chart right now. They literally employ one quarterback at so, the moment. So what veteran? Ooh, is it Colt McCoy? I wonder if they're going after Colt hey, McCoy. He could be the there guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although he might beat out Mac Does Jones. Bill O'Brien, does he know Colt McCoy? Do we know? What are you doing with Zappy, by the way? Uh, practice practice squad in him, right? Old Bailey Zappy. But Bill Belichick is, uh, it's been interesting, man. That it proof that love never lasts. I got a couple Patriot friends. One of them notable TV guy, Chris Tanaka mm-hmm. hit me up going, the hell's going on with these? You know who he hit me up with? Who was our, who was our tackle last year that they love so much? Who who was the left tackle? Garrett Bowles? No, no. Who replaced him? The guy they always told us under Fangio he was going to be a player. And then ultimately Cam Fleming took his job. Wait, was it the the dude that did the Rubik's Cube? Yes. Calvin Anderson. Calvin Anderson. Yes. Apparently the the Patriots just activated him and they love him. And, and Chris hit me up. He goes, What's the deal with this guy? I go, You're gonna they all love him. I said, coaches love him until he actually starts, and they don't love him anymore. Yeah. And he was like, great. And he literally told me Belichick's losing it. <sighs> the clock's running out there. They're they didn't old. have an OC last year. Now they don't have a backup quarterback. What are you doing? It's a weird team. It's it's a weird, weird team. 
Yeah, it's that, that's what's insane is when you hire Bill O'Brien and it's a massive upgrade for you. <laughs> Let's talk buffs. Mark Johnson, voice of CU football, joins us coming up next. Kreckman and Lindahl, Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. Saturday, 10 a.m., Fox, Buffs, Frogs, Fort Worth, Texas, Amon G. Carter Stadium. The debut of Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes taking on Sonny Dykes and the national runner-ups TCU 17th ranked team in the country. Uh, joining us right now to preview this matchup, the voice of Colorado football. You know him, you love him, our buddy Mark Johnson. Mark, how you doing, man? Uh, let's get ready for football, man. Are you kidding me? It's time. It is time. Uh, you're off to Texas. You're about to go watch this matchup. Mark, you've you've gotten a chance to be able to see it up close most of the rest of us have only gotten to see it so far on youtube as you have taken a look at this team um give us a preview first off of the sean lewis offense with shador running the show and all of that talent on the outside at wide receiver what should we expect out of this out of this unit well i think uh, great pacing n- number one and i think that's going to be important for this team with the skill they've got on the outside on the edges you mentioned you know Jimmy Horn Jr. and Travis Hunter and Xavier Weaver and on and on. Those four or five guys that I think are upper-level receivers, uh, the pacing is going to be very quick on that. So I think they're going to run a very quick offense. Um, they've got some athletes, make no mistake about that. Some very impressive athletes. I'm excited about that. Uh, Shadur Sanders, I, I think, you know, we, we saw the highlights of Jackson State, and, and he looked very good. Now when you see him in person, you understand why he's talked about as an NFL quarterback. He's got that look about him. He's got size. He throws a very nice ball. He's very accurate. He's a very smart kid, understands the offensive concepts. And so you don't often see him make a bad throw in practice. So I, I think there's a lot of excitement there. I think the running back core uh, really is he's kind of exciting. I mean, I, I put them in the same athletic category as what we're talking about with the wide receivers. The, the only question I've got on offense is can that offensive line hold up? And, you know, we'll, we'll find out very quickly, I think, on Saturday morning. All right, what is the hottest game you've ever called? Where was it? Well, because that, that, that's, that's an easy one. Um, w- before the Pac-12, it was about two years before the Pac-12, we did a game in September, early September, in Tempe, Arizona. I'll never forget it was a late-night game, and as it always is that time of year, I got asked to go play in some alumni golf event. I think it was 115 or 116 during the day, and we kicked off at 8.30 at night. And if memory serves, I may be off a degree or two, but I think it was 108 degrees when it kicked off. And the Buffs, I think, had the lead at the half for playing very well and then just melted in the second half and, and they'll end up losing the ball game. That was the hottest game I've ever done. Is this going to top it then? Well, I don't know. They're, they're talking about uh, – I've seen it. It's varied from like 101 to 100 and, you know, I, I think – or something by the time you know the, the game gets going but again we're kicking off pretty early it's 11 o'clock in the morning there and so i think there it's, it's only going to be a mere like 91 or something when we <laughs> kick off so uh it'll be nice and chill and then uh, by the time we get to the end of the ball game the fourth quarter is gonna gonna be exceptionally hot i guess mark johnson voice of the buffs getting you set for colorado and tcu saturday let's talk about the defensive side of the ball for yep. the buffs here, Mark, the again, you, you know, we talk about those skill positions on offense. 
That secondary looks like it really is something special. Good linebacking core and what they brought in for CU from what we can tell so far. Um, I think it's once again, it becomes questions about the front, but give us a preview on that, on that group. Yeah, on the back end, and listen, both sides of the ball, we're going to be talking about Travis Hunter. I mean, he is a a, a first-round draft-level talent on both sides of the ball. I, I was joking with somebody the other day on the air with him. I said, you could bring a Martian down and put him on the sideline and know nothing about football in about 30 seconds. He'd say, that that guy right there is different than everybody else. So Travis Hunter is Travis Hunter. Um, he's a cover corner you know, what was the old line they used to use with Dion back in the day that, uh, you know, half the world's covered in water, the other half's covered by Dion Sanders? He's one of those kind of guys, okay? So make no mistake about that. He is a, a legitimate first-round draft-level talent. Uh, the safety, Shallow Sanders and Trevor Woods, who is a returning guy, of course, I think they're very good. And, and the other side, there's some questions about who's going to start there. Everyone talked about Carmani McClain, the number one uh, corner in America that came to Colorado out of high school. I don't think he's going to start. We're going to see him, but I, you know, he's still growing in that position a little bit. So they've got plenty of talent back there. I think the linebacking core made up of a bunch of, uh, for the most part, transfers is very talented. And, again, what we question is the depth up front. And so I think both of those lines, offense and defense, are going to be question marks going in. Now, they might be outstanding for all we know, but – uh, we'll find out because I think we're, we're kind of still wondering about them. What do you think about this TCU squad? We saw them in the opener last year. It was actually a competitive game at the half, and then it became a very long night in the second half. Yep. How much different do they look to your eyes from a year ago? You know, I was talking with Brian Estridge, who's been the longtime voice of the Horn Frogs. He and I, the same age, we've been coming up, you know, each other for 35 years, kind of came up through the ranks together, and and uh, Brian thinks they're very good. Now, he, he said to me, he said, Mark, you got to remember, last year we were a very good team and a very lucky team. The ball bounced their way. Uh, he said, you can't count on that two years in a row. But there's a thought down there in Fort Worth. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, one of the writers, I don't remember who it was, might have been a guy from 24-7, said he thinks this is the most physically imposing team that TCU maybe has ever had. Very physical is the expectation. They've got a lot of starters back on defense. Uh, eight, I think it's eight or nine starters back on the defensive side. Nunes up front. The kid that we saw start at quarterback against Colorado in the, in the opener last year went down. Then Max Duggan came in, of course, and had to go up spectacularly leading them to the national championship game. Uh, but but he's starting again. And, and um, you know, Brian seems to think that he's the more talented of those two, even last year. But Duggan obviously had a great season. But uh, – I think they're a very good football team. I think this is a great measuring stick kind of game. We're going to find out very quickly because is TCU a, a playoff team? Probably not, but a legitimate top 15 kind of team? Yes, I think they are. So we'll find out very, very quickly what Colorado's all about. Voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. You know that voice. You'll love it. Uh, getting, it'll be on the air coming up here on Saturday, getting us all set for CU and TCU. Okay, Mark, so – we were talking about uh, Dion's comments about culture earlier in the show today. 
um, pointed, to say the least. Look, uh, you've been calling college football for a very long time. You've been up close um, with these CU programs for a very long time. The Deion Sanders um, situation, it looks different than anything else we have ever seen in college football. As you have gotten a chance uh, to watch it up close, um, how different is all of it? How much does all of the the branding and, and the you know social media push and the YouTube thing, um, how much does that affect what goes on around the program? Like, what should we expect to see on Saturday? Because everything that we have seen out of it so far is so vastly different than anything we've ever seen before. Nate, I, th- I think the difference is the mainly the off-the-field stuff. I mean, when you're out at practice, you've still got football coaches coaching football players. Mm-hmm. And they're getting in trouble and having to run and, you know, all the different things you see at a football practice. You don't notice – well, I guess there is the, the fact they've got their Twitter handles on, on the back of their jerseys, so that, that's a little bit That different. is different. But, yeah, So, but in terms of the X's and O's, it looks like everything else you've ever seen. I mean, when I stand out there, I don't think, boy, this is really different. But it's everything that goes along with it. It's, it's the window dressing around it that really changes everything. Because, you know, as, you, as we've talked about before, there's cameras everywhere. Um, when you walk in, well, here's something folks may not know. When you walk into the, the weekly press conference, for example, Smack Productions is doing the documentary on Coach Prime. That'll be on, on you know, Prime Video. And so when you walk in, there's actually a sign on that door that says you are being photographed and talks about Smack you know, productions and all that they're doing and on and on and on. So it's that aspect of it. It's the fact that these young men are essentially living in a reality-type show that changes everything. And, you know, Coach Prime's talked about wanting to help them, what's the phrase, use chase the bag, I mean, you know, and, and, and expand their brand and all that. So that's where the big difference is. In terms of the football aspect of it, it it's kind of business as usual, except for the fact you've got a superstar that walks in and talks to him every morning at team meeting. All right, I'm kind of curious how how are you already hearing hype for Nebraska? You know, you're around Buff Faithful all the time. Are, are they focused on this one? I feel like everyone brings up Nebraska to me right away. Well, they, they always do, but I, no, no one's overlooking this game for goodness. I mean, if if this was, you know, if they're playing James Madison or something this weekend, you know, I, th- then I could see where that's going to happen, but. Not not with this schedule, not playing a top-20 team, a team that was in the national championship game. I haven't got the sense that anybody, even fans for that matter, are looking beyond this. I mean, I, I've had nothing in that regard. Now, just wait until about, uh, you know, 1 o'clock mountain time on, on Saturday afternoon. That'll change immediately with Nebraska coming in. But, but I, no, this, this, this uh, opponent's too prominent for anybody to be looking beyond this thing. Yeah, this is a big-time game coming up here, and they're playing a team that was in the national title game a year ago. Never mind the final score, but, hey, they beat Michigan in a Fiesta Bowl. Like, this, what, a 13-win team from a season ago is about to host Colorado. And yet, Mark, uh, every promo that I have seen on Fox Sports for for Big Noon Saturday, there's Dion riding a giant buffalo and wearing the cowboy hat and and everything else. So earlier in the show, we talked to Landry Burdine, who's the the color analyst with Brian Estridge there on the TCU radio network. You know, and and he just talked about the excitement and how good Dion is for college football and all those sorts of things. But, like, look, we, we know what the undercurrent of all of that is we know what what dan lanning has said what matt rahul has said what everybody around college football is feeling that colorado's got a bit of a target on their back 
Um, do you get that sense from around the college football world? And is this a TCU team that's waiting with knives sharpened? Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. When you live publicly, as as Prime does, you're going to automatic. Well, that's the way he was when he was a player, right? I mean, because of kind of his demeanor, his persona, how he handled himself. All of a sudden, he did. Now, on the playing surface, he certainly was able to back that up, obviously. He's one of the greatest of all time. But that also happens then with your college football program. If you're going to live larger than life and the conversation is about we're going to dominate, we're here to win championships, you know, I, I think the way he is doing things and the fact that he's kind of altering the landscape of how you approach college football, automatically then that raises eyebrows around the country. And, and he doesn't seem to want to shy away from that in any way, shape, or form. And so his team is taking on that same kind of bravado and that same kind of approach, I think. And, and uh, I do think there are going to be those around the country that are going to want to say, well, you know, you, you may have the fame and fortune and the notoriety and all those sorts of things, but uh, this is the way we do it in college football. And I think that's going to be a fascinating aspect of the storyline of this season unfolding for Colorado as they travel around the country playing all these teams. Uh, do you have any gold boots to go with their gold cleats? Will you be rolling out gold boots this weekend, as you call this game? No, no, no I, I don't have any gold boots, and I will not be, be wearing the sunglasses or the shades that the team apparently is wearing when they come out of the tunnel. No, I, the, the NIL world has not hit me yet. I'm still waiting on that. I'm not sure if it's ever going to hit a 56-year-old guy who's been going games for 20 years. But, no, no, uh, my dress will be rather, shall we say, uh, conservative and buttoned down. Who is the most famous rapper that you have met since Dion has come in? And did you know that's who they were? <laughs> well, the, the better question, there's a second question. I got on the elevator here a few weeks ago, and I'm quite certain it was somebody famous. I just don't know who it was. All right? <laughs> they, were, they were on the, on the elevator. They were clearly well, a big deal. Well, think about it. I, you know, and I thought to myself as I'm standing there, and, and everyone was right pleasant. We had a nice conversation. Oh, you're here to see Coach Prime. Fantastic. And I, and I had no idea who they were. I'm pretty sure they were famous people. And all I thought to myself was, uh, here they are from, from the, the rap world, I'm assuming. And I'm standing here in my cowboy hat. This is an interesting uh, confluence of cultures that just met right here. We had a nice conversation, but I'm just not who sure who they were. Uh, I do know that you know Rick Ross was there. I didn't know who that was until somebody told me, but he was there a few weeks ago. It's a good get. Yeah, and I missed uh, who was the guy? Oh man, who one was the guy that was Lil Wayne. One of the Lils was there. It was, one of the Lils was there. Yeah. And I, was it Lil Wayne? I don't know. I, I just missed him, I guess. We just missed each other, so I didn't get a chance to meet He's him. He's the one that thought the locker room was really cool. Yes, that's exactly who I was thinking about. But I, I might have, uh, if nobody had told me, I may have walked by him and not known who it was. It's just it's not my world. Well, you're not Lil, so <laughs> you guys probably had no reason to make eye contact. No, no, never have Lil. Anybody compliment your belt buckle? <laughs> no, nobody is worried about my, about my belt buckle either. No, it's... Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's just a different, uh, like I said, a confluence and and uh, collision of cultures at different times. I'm not sure who they are, but I know they're famous people. So God bless them. Mark, I've been suspecting because I, uh -huh. I I feel like one out of every three opportunities I get to see Prime on television, he's wearing a cowboy hat, and I I suspect that uh -huh. he saw you in the cowboy hat and thought that's a good look. <laughs> you know, I did give him a. Hard time on stage the other day for the kickoff lunch, and I said, you know, you look almost as good in a cowboy hat as I do. And uh, he, he laughed about it. So I don't know if I had anything to do. Was it Shiloh or Shadur? I think it was Shadur who told me 
that dad used to wear a cowboy hat previous to coming here. Mm. So I don't know if I had anything to do with it or not. But you may have reignited his love he for the 10 gallon. He spend time in Dallas. So. Yes. That's yes. true. He was, he was a cowboy down there, so it's very possible. He was but a cowboy. Anyway, I, I'm still taking credit for it. All right. That's well, why you should. When you guys go out to dinner tomorrow night, no $100 appetizers. So. Not, not a chance. Not going to happen. Uh, Mark Johnson, voice of the buffs. Mark, hey, man, enjoy it. Have a great call. I know you're going to have a hell of a lot more fun this year than you did last year. Uh, so, so do great, man. We appreciate it. All right. Talk to you guys later. See you. Voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson with us right there. He'll be on the air uh, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Big noon kickoff. Big 10 a.m. kickoff here. You're really hitting the table. I really am. Night. What are I'm, you doing? I'm excited. Trying to drive it home there? About Prime and Cowboy Hats. Home down. Home down, Dictator. <laughs> All right. It's a season opener. I get it. Get, no, yeah, yeah, that's all good. I don't need the constant pounding of the table. Gus Johnson. College football. Fox Sports. <laughs> okay. The Big 12. While you were gone and he filled in for you. Uh, Gus you Johnson? Read, no, Mark Johnson. Oh, okay. Wrong Johnson. Dang. Um, I, I thought I would have heard about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He did bring up, we went to Arizona years ago, and the waiter suggested a $100 appetizer. What was it? Just like a sampler plate of a bunch of stuff, but nonetheless, hey, we've got a special appetizer tonight. It's all we heard. And then Mark Johnson got the bill and was like, uh, you just suggested a $100 appetizer? Wait, he, he shot the look up to the guy. He ordered the $100 app? He just said that sounds great. The, the, yeah, the kid did not make mention. That was a steakhouse, but how, still. How good a bottle of wine did you guys get that night? <laughs> Take out a loan? Dude. <laughs> Zim, Zim was like, ah, it's okay. And Mark's like, no, it's not. We've got new policies here. That'll be fine. No, it's not going to be fine. Are you tell, you telling me Mark doesn't have the same dinner budget as Dion? Is that what you're no, telling they cut me? That, no, no, <laughs> no, they don't. No. They cut that thing back. Different. Why do you think I'm only going to home games now? I know, they cut down the good dinner stuff. I'm not going. Different colored credit card. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's back to expense it. Let you ride that thing for a minute. We'll pay you back. Whereas it used to be just the. <laughs> you know how it is. Everything's changed. Hey, they're they're about to get those big twelve bucks. Okay, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole new world. Back over to hundred dollar appetizers. That's right. That's that's what I, we're I talking about. I feel like about. everybody at the table only had like an item or two off the plate too. Has has by the way, is Stanford and Cal and SMU in their it, abusive relationship? On, the last I saw, it's still on hold. They're not the in the ACC in yet. North Carolina. I, I think they're tabling that. Okay. At best, I heard later in the week when I saw College Football Live Tuesday. I don't mm-hmm. know where we're at today. The American is going to now talk to Washington State and Oregon State. Where are most of the American schools? In not America? in that hey, part of the country. In America? That's very much so. Not in that part of the country. Yeah, isn't that more like the colonial cities? There's a couple of more bucks if you're in the, I think you're thinking of the uh, the Patriot League. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Where's the American then? The, the American, the, the <laughs> yeah. Texas. The Betsy and Ross area? Okay. Florida and Louisiana <laughs> and, yeah. Um, if, if, you're, if you're the Beavers or the Cougs, okay? I love that it's the Beavers and the Cougars. If you leave the Pac-12 to join the American, you get to get a couple of more bucks from their TV deal because they got ESPN, right? Sure. But also, like, aren't you paying all of that back every time you send in the volleyball team off to play rice or whatever? Do we – we probably go through a year of all the other teams going through this travel nonsense yeah. on commercial airlines, and then they're going to just all go back and be like, 
you know, this is dumb. We're going to play what was the Pac-12 schedule and right. just stick to that. This, this you is can be dumb. this in football. We're going to be this. We're going to stick to where we, like you said, where we get home in time for studies because we're not here. Yeah. We're not going pro. What's the old NCAA saying? They're all going pro in something else other than sports. Right, exactly. Not a lot of pro softball players out there. No. Pro archers or anything else like that. Cross country. Yeah. Running. Um, TCU, don't don't they have like an elite rifle squad? I believe they're probably a, they're very good at rifle. That would make sense. It does. The buffs are very good at skiing. They're very good at skiing. Mm-hmm. And Stanford's awesome at everything except the sports we watch. That's what Stanford's got going. <laughs> the ones every four years, yes. that's Stanford. All those Olympians yeah. from Stanford. You like some swimming? They're you re- like some diving. They're really, really We're impressive. Here for you. Shout out Missy Franklin. Didn't she go there? Uh, I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. I believe you're correct about that. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Well done. La da. That was rem- that was remembering some swimmers. I can't, how can you forget Missy? Uh, you can't. Colorado's own. She That's was, right. She's always smiling. Maybe if you watched a little more Patriot League, you remember your Olympic Colorado swimmers. Missy Franklin smiles more in 24 hours than I smile in a year. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Yes. That's today's, that's the stat of the day here on the Crackman and Lindahl show. We'll take a break when we come back. Um, no, we got to get some Nathaniel Hackett. We got to get to Nathaniel Hackett. We haven't Hackett, got onto that thing yet. But also, like, we, we got to bring back some things I just heard Mark Johnson say. Yes. That's all coming up next. Text Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Jump on the Shop Mazda text line. 303-504-0925. Shop Mazda. One price, one person, one hour. Oh, we're bringing the beats right now here on the Craigman and Lindahl Show. Is this a little something? It's got to be. Thanks to our buddy Mark Johnson, who was with us right there. Mark Johnson, who... Voice of the Buffs, longtime voice of the Buffs, and a dude who is, I think, admittedly along for the ride on the uh, the Coach Prime train. Sure, he's he's enjoying it, but he also admittedly does not know who the rappers are that are coming to practice. Yeah, yeah, it's yes, mm-hmm. he's a country western guy for sure. Very much so. He likes. He, he's even old. I'm not even sure what modern music of any kind he listens to. If somebody asked him what kind of music he likes, he'd say, I like both kinds, country and Western. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when, he'll also know whatever the 90s hair metal was because that's when he was a DJ. And yet, Mark Johnson, he's, you know what, he's modernizing for the time. Spring, trying to help. Spring, give us a little MJ right here. Chase the bag. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the term, Mark. <laughs> that's it right there. What else do we got? One of the littles was there, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep looking for more. I think we're good. I think you got it. I think you, I think you spelled it out. Yeah. Let's see. One of the littles. Chase the bag. Yeah. Let's see. You got you got Wayne. You got Bow Wow. You got. Lil Baby, right? Jordan Humphrey. Is there Lil Baby and Dub Baby? I think there is, yes. There's a little Baby, though, right? Which just sounds so redundant to me, but that's the name, and is yet, it not? There was also a Glenn Big Baby Davis. Yeah. So you get Big Babies, you get little Babies. But I get Big Baby. And then you get Derek that, Carr. That deserves the adjective. Derek Carr had a giant baby. Giant baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that a cat? <laughs> what was that? This is a baby. <laughs> is that kid okay? That might have been a little baby. <laughs> 
Somebody check on that kid. Okay. Cuban Cuban Benny says low help. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Oh my God. This was this was the end of our Nathaniel Hackett hard knocks experience last night. Not not yeah, too we, much of it. We went out with uh number one, Nathaniel Hackett being far too excited about the Floby. The vacuum haircutting system. How did he have a video ready to go to show them in what was supposed to be a quarterback meeting? Oh, they got they got YouTube access. <laughs> they can find yeah, it Yeah, but quickly. that felt like that was, he called for it, it was right there. That means to me you planned that. Could have been. I think he saw the haircut, mm-hmm. had him dig it up, and that thing was ready to go. He really likes Austin Powers 3. Way too much. Good movie. It is a good movie, but gold members, your fate. The guy's a weirdo. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you necessarily needed to brand your coaching strategy after yeah, it. Yeah, if you're gonna get all excited about someone in that movie, probably Foxy Brown's the way to go, not Gold Member. And then we had to see his lengthy film session on touchdown celebrations. Yeah, and how it should be done properly, and that dancing is encouraged. Yes, Which, go dance. Go celebrate. We tried too hard to. That's one of those things that that as I watched it, I was like, you know what? He's a dweeb, but this is fine. Okay, it, it's fine. But you don't hire that guy to be your head coach. Exactly, and you can't other... have that crap coming out of your head coach, and you know he was doing it last year. Well, yeah, that was the thing that got me the most upset. You're watching Floby video when you should have been trying to coach him out of whatever you guys were trying to do. Why, why do you have the Floby videos going and clips of gold member ready to happen? You're wasting. And then you just got done telling them, oh, I went over meeting time. Sorry, guys. You got to go. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers. He was the one coaching last night. Is the offensive coordinator yeah, of the Jets. He was getting on guys during that. He had his Zen moment to calm down his meltdown. Yeah. Then he went and talked to everybody about how the routes are supposed to be run. Last year. The Broncos attempted to have Russell Wilson as the offensive coordinator of the Broncos, and that didn't work. Rodgers, in the very least, has, you know, MVPs all over the place. And, like, I can entrust an offense to Peyton Manning. I can entrust an offense to Tom Brady. I'll put Rodgers in that conversation. Hackett is, he's just the sidekick to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's the one that chills out the room, right? Abby said last night he's... Hackett is the is the coach beard to Rogers Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like that's that's what's going on there with the dynamic of that relationship. Rogers is chewing everybody out. He's correcting routes. He's fixing his offense. And Hackett's over off to the side on a knee, just going, looks good, fellas. Thanks, guy. Well, how about when they didn't get the play in? That's the other thing that struck me. They weren't getting the plays in on time. They had to go back to the line. Call it again. Right. Go faster. Rogers literally, hey, get your plays figured out and get them to me. This is this is it's what we such know. Such an insight why things were so wrong a year ago. This is what we know about this dynamic is that it Rogers won MVPs when Hackett was his number two. And so and and Hackett was the perfect peanut butter and jelly layer in between the two breads that were Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. And Hackett was here last year coaching like number two. And now Rodgers is back with the Jets. He's got the situation exactly as he needs it. 
But God, Ben says Hackett is the Jar Jar Binks of hard knocks. Yeah. He was. That's what it felt like. Now, to your point, every coaching staff does need a Hackett, but he can't be the head guy. Can't be the head guy. No. There are just so many things that I watched in that clip, and I'm going, oh, my gosh. And remember, the Jets won. The Jets had full control of this thing. Yep. And they let that get out there. And I'm thinking to myself, this is why it didn't work last year. Because to your point, Russ is not ready to pull off what Aaron Rodgers was doing. Russ didn't know the offense like Aaron Rodgers. The biggest loser of this season of hard knocks was George Payton. George Payton lost all credibility. How did you let that guy fool you? You hired that guy. That's true. Come on, dude. That's going to do it for the Crackman and Lindahl show this afternoon. Coming up next, Rapids and Minnesota United. We'll get pregame coverage going uh, coming up next here. I'm Andy, just glad they united Minnesota they over did. the Juicy Lucy's. No it's, more controversy. They're all back together. It's the 5-8 club, I guess. The Minnesota Civil War has concluded. They have <laughs> reunited, and they're taking on the Rapids. MLS action next. Have a great night, everybody.